Hi there. Welcome to Upfront. My name's Rachel. This is a podcast where nurse practitioners come together to share, discuss challenges, and inspire. The goal of this podcast is to bring NPs together and build a community in a profession that can often feel isolating. We are here to learn more about NPs working in Canada, why they do what they do, what they love about their jobs, and what inspires them to continue doing the work they do. Hello and welcome. Today's episode will be a little different as well. It's uh, COVID-19 time and that's definitely taken over as we all know. From my end, as I maybe mentioned before, I pick up at two other access centers in the city and for the last little bit, those two places were also testing sites for COVID-19. For those of you who aren't aware, our protocol for testing here in Manitoba was phoning health links, our telehealth program, and then the patient would have an initial screening done based on what the criteria was at the time. HealthLinks would then advise the patient to head over to a testing site or not. At the very beginning, people were being sent to the ERs to be tested, and then testing sites were set up out in the community at various walk-in clinics. By now, it's been streamlined even more, and there are quite a few testing sites in the province that are no longer in the access centers. At the sites I was at, COVID-19 testing was basically we would go and get the patient, bring them into an exam room with all the proper PPE, and then we would ask a series of questions, some of which they'd already been asked, such as, well, most importantly, were they symptomatic, and also, had they had any recent travel or exposure to a known positive case? As I mentioned earlier, the criteria has changed over the last weeks, and each shift, the screeners were updated as to what the protocol would be for that day. As of now, early April, I'm back at the walk-in clinics remaining available for people who need it. For the most part, people are phoning before they come in, and if it can be dealt with over the phone, we do that, or they come in for an assessment. So, I mentioned earlier that Manitobans are phoning health links for COVID-19 screening or for assessments, and having previously worked there as an RN, health links is near and dear to my heart. I would love for NPs to be more involved in the provincial telehealth program someday, and I thought it would be great to hear from their front lines. Here with us today we have Talia, a registered nurse and one of my previous co-workers. I can definitely attest to the fact that while telehealth feels very different from direct patient care, there are weirdly also a lot of similarities. So Talia, hello. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, well, thank you for being willing. Talia, for those of us unfamiliar with telehealth, can you explain a bit about what a regular shift would look like for you? Sure. So I'm a team leader at HealthLinks. I've been there for about 10 years. Um, Before I was a team lead, I was on the phones uh, taking calls. So as a team leader, my role is that means that in addition to taking calls, I'm a resource for the nurses on the floor. So we're responding to caller complaints. We're doing some call reviews for quality and educational purposes. We're listening for good customer service and ensuring the nurses are getting callers to the right care and the right time. We're helping with pointed and direct nursing assessments, training new staff. Um, And then in addition to that, I'm taking calls from the public uh, from all over Manitoba, whether it be rural communities or urban in Winnipeg, um, about a variety of different health concerns or uh, people looking for different resources. So a regular shift kind of looks like we log in, we get checking for practice updates, we're receiving reports and monitoring the queue, how many people are there, taking calls to help cover the nurse break times and helping nurses problem solve during different difficult calls. Okay, so you're, you're kept pretty busy. I know you can kind of see what the, the lineup is like when, when people are calling, so you can 
see maybe what the wait times end up being and just kind of filling in when that's when that's needed sounds like yeah definitely during those busy times like around supper time and first thing in the morning and when people get home from work those tend to be some of our higher volume times and yeah. um, I kind of help monitor that and jump on the line when I need to Okay. Yes. I remember you did, you did that well. I was there for, for two years, <laughs> but um, yeah, I always saw health links. It's kind of, I do see it as a nurse navigator type role, right? So during a typical call, people are calling and you really do point out like different resources for people and kind of connecting them where they need to go. So what would, what would a typical call, like if you were to, to take one, what would that look like? Yeah, yeah, I think you really described that well, the navigation piece. So someone calls and we typically are doing a 911 rule out with them. We're figuring out, making sure that everything's safe there, everybody's stable, there's no um, urgent thing that we need to transfer immediately to 911. We kind of determine the reason for the call and what's caused that person to become concerned or to seek outside help. We get the, a chart open and going for them and collect some demographics and basic info. And then we start on a very pointed nursing assessment. So we try to stick to that based on the symptom. We want that symptom specific assessment to really help kind of narrow down and figure out where we're going to go with that and the best way to advise somebody. So after we've assessed, we kind of triage those symptoms and we uh, compare to some guidelines that we have at our fingertips and then provide a disposition. So we help figure out what level of care they need and how soon or whether they can stay home. So that could change based on the symptoms, but maybe a walk-in clinic versus ER, or if they can stay at home and what kind of care they can provide at home. And then try to really provide them with some good tools that they can use, some good nursing advice and home care advice um, to help them manage the condition or the issue from home and then make sure they know when they would need to call back or seek help at a higher level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really I felt like that education piece was always really important because you do want people to be aware of kind of when they need to go to the ER. I remember that was part of the care advice you'd be giving and then also just kind of some things they can do at home or if anything changes when to call back or those sorts of things. I think it's very valuable for people. Often. Yeah, and we often are responding to that. Well, I looked online, but I wasn't sure. Right. So even helping people really pick through the vast quantity of of information that's out there yeah. and not knowing quite how to interpret it and what's uh, more applicable to their situation. Right. Yeah. So when so when you're answering those questions, so like you said, you have the you have the care advice. You've reached the disposition. There's like specific things that you that you should be saying, and then what other resources. Uh, do you use to answer the calls? Yeah, so we, uh, I kind of said we have our guidelines. So we, we have a triaging program that we use. So it's kind of a call center purchased program. So we use those uh, triage and guidelines um, based on different health issues. But in addition to that, we have a SharePoint, which is like a compository of information. Um, and it really helps uh, direct us as to 
clinics that people can go to. We have access to uh, different teaching resources up to date and medication interactions just for information, information from our WRHA, so the Winnipeg Regional Health Authority, and also Shared Health, the Manitoba government website. And we can access a huge variety of different links in order to help assist with our advice and our our navigation of that client. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when you use an outside source, you're always just writing, there's a place to, to, to write that down, kind of what other resources you used. and Right, right. In our nursing note, like you would put in uh, your reference to it, what advice you gave, and then refer okay. if it was outside where you got that from. Okay, and so the SharePoint you're talking about, so that's updated by somebody there? Yeah, we have a clinical and quality initiatives coordinator who actually is a nurse herself with her master's and she helps uh, with navigating the resources, with updating our guidelines, making sure that everything is evidence-based um, and the advice that we're giving is up-to-date and current and evidence-based, as I said. Okay. All right. And so now that things, I mean, obviously things have changed a bit with uh, COVID-19, um, what, what would a regular shift look like for you now? You're still acting in the capacity of a team leader, right? Right. Yeah. Things have changed quite a bit. So we've gotten much, much busier. So that yeah. <laughs> has really changed things. The call volumes are up by a hundred to 200% compared to <laughs> before. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, but you know, a COVID shift now or a regular shift now is basically a covering of COVID screeners. So people covering the COVID line in addition to all the regular health links work. So now as a team leader, instead of only being a support to those nurses, we're also helping to support the day-to-day -day management of the screeners or redeployed staff that have come on, redeployed RNs, recently retired RNs coming in and really helping to support them uh, with navigating the information that we're getting every day mm -hmm. um, and with changes that are happening hourly sometimes um, and helping to disseminate that to all these people. Okay, so you're getting so we get the that press release every day. So is that kind of when when you guys are updated? Usually there's, there's a memo sent out and then yeah, we usually get things a bit sooner than that. So we're pretty high up with incident command from the Manitoba Health or for shared health, um, the government of Manitoba. Mm -hmm. um, our director really ha is is part of the main decision committee and everything going on. So she gets our information to us a little bit quicker only because um, we need to be on top of the news. Right. So news gets aired. And if we don't have the most up-to-date information before Definitely. the news goes out, callers are immediately phoning with questions and right. we need to have that information before, before they do. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So is that, that's usually shared like at the beginning of the shift? Are you getting an email sent yeah, out? Yeah, so we'll or? get an email yeah. update or our director will be um, making sure to inform any team lead or manager. And then that's getting written communication and we're sending it through as the staff come in the door, they're given their updates before they get set at their desk and on the phone. Okay. So in thinking of, uh, of the other RNs who are, who are coming into work, so are they doing the COVID screening lines or they're, they're sticking with the health links calls and you have other, you have screeners coming in? 
Yeah, at this point, our HealthLinks nurses are doing HealthLinks calls, and any redeployed RNs or recently retired RNs coming in, they're doing the COVID screening line, and because they're nurses, they're able to provide a little bit more support Mm -hmm. for callers in navigating what's a 911 or if that person's calling the screening line and really their symptoms are much worse than just needing a screening they actually need to maybe go in to uh, acute care right away yeah Um, we're also using some of those nurses as team leads kind of for little teams of covid screeners so the majority of our screeners are are non-nurses um, and they are fourth-year nursing students or they are redeployed staff from other areas of like the facility that we're in. So we have polysonographers, we have some dietitians, we have other intake operators, all sorts of different staff that are coming in. And so uh, any redeployed RNs or if you have your RN, then you are helping to support some of those redeployed staff as well. Okay, that's a good idea. And cool. So you have some nursing students able to come in and do some hours. That's a good, uh, a good way to let them know kind of what HealthLinks is, is about. Good introduction. Yeah, it's terrific. It's really yeah. terrific. It's great to, that they get a little bit of a direct experience with it because I know they hear all about it maybe in school or in the hospital or in the community Um, but for them to actually get on the phone and and kind of see what that type of telehealth is all about I think Mm -hmm. that exposure for them is just like completely invaluable oh yeah yeah definitely I didn't know too much about health links before I I started there and would even almost laugh a little bit you know when people coming into triage and saying oh health links sent me but then after working there definitely seeing um first of all how difficult it is to to triage someone over the phone like that's just a completely um there's a lot of similarities, like I said, but also a lot of differences with doing it over the phone. It's a, definitely a, a honed uh, skill set, but then trying to get them where they they need to go and trying to you know do your rule outs at the beginning. Like yeah, it's it was it was a very it was a very good experience. I'm really excited that the nursing students can can kind of see what that's like. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's terrific. And, and I mean, they're hearing the caller side of things or the caller's experience in addition and learning some customer service, which yeah. is <laughs> we don't really think of ourselves as customer service agents. But I mean, our patients are our customers, right? And I mean, having to learn some of those people skills, I think even once they've graduated and can work at the bedside, I think it'll really make a yeah. positive uh, for that experience too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so you are, so how are you keeping yourself updated? So do you, are you, are you feeling like you're getting enough of an update at work or like kind of in in between time? Are you feeling like you have enough time to to look at different resources or do you need to, do you feel like SharePoint has good, good amounts and, and the updates you get? Yeah, um, we've created another SharePoint that's for COVID as well. So then as long as we're keeping up to date with that, all of those updates get posted daily. Um, I mean, work is very different now with every single desk in the call center being full. We're working at trying to social distance within the call center. (laughs) We've gotten new phone systems and we're learning how to use those as well as access to now the electronic medical record and we're documenting in that. So it's been a huge learning curve and all these new processes put in place. So, I mean, keeping up to date, it's 
the only difficult part is if you miss a day. So it's when yeah. you get those days off, right? Yeah. And then you come back and you've given yourself time to kind of recoup and now you need to jump right back in. And there's there's not a lot of time to ease into it. You're both feet straight in getting all that info again. So yeah. keeping up to date at home, trying to stay off the news and in social media and really focus on like getting your resource or getting your info from the right sources is really important. And then using like the nurses that are there and my coworkers like as support and making sure we keep calm and patient with each other and we're information sharing as much as possible to wade through some of the extras. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of all you can do right now. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, Even in my workplace, it did feel fairly messy at first, kind of wading through all the different information and kind of getting things organized. But I feel like they've done a really good job of organizing like the websites and kind of where the updates are and where to look for things. And, and you said too, like part of your role as a nurse is to be pointing people in the right direction as far as what a good resource is and you were doing that before already and so now this is just you know picking picking up where you know and it's now COVID-19 stuff that you're pointing towards but you know even though COVID is kind of what we've been living and breathing right now I mean it doesn't stop babies being born it doesn't stop kids (laughs) burning their hands on the stove it doesn't stop accidents from happening right yeah Um, so we still have those typical health links calls and we still have to be on for that. And one positive thing that's come out of all of this is just there has been some increased recognition for the work we do. And I mean, we have gotten some technology upgrades and, you know, some more support from primary care and that. So, you know, it's not all bad. And um, our nurses really deserve a shout out for the hard work that they're doing, not only in navigating those resources and the info themselves, but then, you know, taking that extra time to help their patients uh, navigate that info and really support them during this difficult time. Yeah. Yeah. Even just for someone to talk to, I, I know in primary care, that's kind of felt like part of what my, my role has been lately as well. And I imagine that health links, yeah, people just calling like, you know, what is going on? <laughs> what, uh, you know, what resources should I be looking to, like we said, and just kind of, can you, explain this clearly to me just kind of what what is happening and just to have access to a nurse I think is very is is such a valuable thing for the for the public to have um yeah yeah, I think one thing I was going to ask you so what's one thing you'd love for us to know about health links and I and I know for myself I think just that it is um maybe not what you what you think it is so like like I said my ideas before working at health links and then going into it thinking, you know, you send everyone to the ER and, um, you know, it's just as simple as that. And it's, it's completely not. So I think I would want people to know just, it's, uh, it's a little bit, it's, it is harder than it looks. And you guys definitely props to the group there for, uh, You've, you've been, I don't know how many call it, like 2,000 a day or something like yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, for a while there, it was at least 2,000 a day or more. And, you know, people hanging up, calling back because they weren't getting through and waiting for hours. But we're caught, we're pretty caught up now where we're, yeah. it's not like that, but we're still taking huge volumes. We're just, we've kind of gotten, we've adjusted to those high volumes and we've, 
changed a little bit of the way we practice and hustled a little more and um, you know we're adding more staff so I think like coming back to what I would want people to know is everybody that talks about say their experience with tele telehealth or with a health links type service is is such a small um, snapshot at what we really do right we all come at it from what our own personal experience was not really thinking about how it affects so many others and in such a broader way so I mean the fact that we provide care to all of Manitoba and Manitoba is a unique province in that it ha it's separated by huge distances and sometimes only ice roads to some of these small communities um, and so we really help bridge the gap of that geographical distance and we help bring Manitobans together and really help support them during these types of situations and mm -hmm. other catastrophes that they've got going on in their lives and crises that are happening um, we, they invite us into their home and they yeah. allow us to really support them during a, what can be a very difficult time. So HealthLinks nurses are a special bunch and they're actually, it, they're very privileged to be able to do that, is to actually be invited into a patient's home yeah. um, and ask for their advice instead of being forced upon in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Well, thank you so much for uh, for being willing to be interviewed on here. It's a little different. We're using Zoom, so it was nice to to see your face. I miss. Uh, I definitely miss working working with you. <laughs> you too. Um. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and now for some announcements. Some maybe are already aware of this, but the other day I found a whole library of ebooks available to be borrowed from the Canadian Nurse Association. Well, actually, you sign into your CNA login and then connect with the library, which is called ProQuest. There look to be a wide variety of books available, and for the most part, they're nursing related. I'll leave a link for ProQuest in the show notes. It was kind of cool. Additionally, starting April 14th, the Association of Registered Nurses of Manitoba will be hosting a virtual forum called Talk Tuesdays through their Wellness Matters initiative. It looks like it will be facilitated by some mental health specialists, and the forum will be open as a chance to share experiences, frustration, and coping mechanisms during this stressful time. You can register at the ARNM website. Speaking of forums, the Nurse Practitioner Association of Manitoba also has an active area to share COVID-19 related resources, info, and insights, so be sure to check it out. I want to acknowledge that there is not much left untouched by COVID-19 these days, and perhaps you're feeling overwhelmed with news, information, and even the amount of FaceTimes or Zoom interactions you've had. Just a friendly reminder to take a breather, close that stress cycle, and do something non-screen related. I know you're hearing it everywhere, but keep up the good work. Whether you've been beyond busy or things have slowed down tremendously, take care of yourself in order to continue to be that resource needed in these uncertain times. Well, that's all from me. If you or anyone you know are even remotely interested in being interviewed, send me an email at upfrontnp at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.